So there's been a passage I've been fixated on for a little bit while we've been in the Gospel of John here on Sunday mornings. And uh, um, I'd like to read a passage really just from John 15, verse 5, really, where Jesus talks about, uh, he says to his disciples, and, and uh, if you've been following on Sunday mornings, you know we've mentioned that this is really the final hours leading up to the cross. And so these are things that Jesus is sharing with his disciples, knowing that his time has now come. We're sharing them, parting to them those important things that are going to be essential for them to ultimately themselves fixate on, to understand, and to cling to in the hours and days to come. And uh, among those things is um, um, uh, an extremely poignant uh, uh, truth that he shares with them that I'll just read a, a small section of. You can read it in John 15 in the larger uh, context of everything he's saying here. But I'll just read one verse in particular that kind of is the, uh, the crux of, of, of this where he says in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. In this passage, there is this wonderful uh, revealing of, of such an essential truth about the Christian life. Um, like a vine <clears throat> that is healthy and strong, and able to provide nourishment for the branches that ultimately spring forth from it. Um, at the end of that process comes healthy fruit. A healthy vine produces branches that it nourishes that will then therefore ultimately go and bear fruit. And Jesus uses this analogy as a picture of what the Christian's life, the follower of Christ, uh, their life will be like while they're connected to the vine. Now, in the overall scope of what he's saying, he talks about the idea that there are healthy branches that the Father will prune even still to make sure they stay even healthier and they bear even much more fruit because they're healthier for that pruning. Um, he talks about those dead branches being cast into the fire because they, they don't bear fruit. After all, how can they if they're not uh, abiding in the vine? Well, in the one larger context, we don't want to miss this, but Judas has left. He's, he's a branch that didn't bear fruit. And as Jesus says, you know what happens to the branches that don't bear fruit? Um, but even on a more personal uh, level, um, on a more personal application, um, in the lives of us, uh, of those of us who are followers of Christ, of believers, um, there is this invitation to experience a healthy, strong relationship in life with Him that is one uh, that culminates in fruit bearing to the glory of God. It, it pleases the Father when we bear much fruit. Uh, and so there is this wonderful invitation to be part of that, uh, uh, of that whole process as we just simply grow in Christ, as we find ourselves growing healthier and stronger as we abide in the vine. Now, for a believer, this is not a question of salvation so much, but a question of bearing healthy fruit. Um, the analogy is clear. How can a branch that is not connected to the vine bear fruit? Uh, even healthy branches need pruning once in a while in order to be healthy, in order that the resources that go to making that branch healthy don't sort of fritter away into the branches or the, you know, the bits on the branch that need to be pruned away because they sort of pull those nutrients away and they don't produce fruit. So better to prune those things away that they might ultimately allow those nutrients to go to a healthy branch and make it all the more healthy. Well, in our, in our lives, as we follow Jesus, there are going to be those times where he's going to look into our lives and he's going to sort of bring to our attention and say, hey, here's an area that is kind of connected but not really bearing fruit. It's not healthy. It's a dying branch that needs to be snipped away. 
you know, my wife planted a salsa garden over the summer. And uh, so we had, you know, cilantro and peppers and tomatoes and all these kinds of things that were awesome and fresh. But, you know, of course, as she would go out there and look at it, she would see that there were little bits on these vines and that that she'd snip away because they were dying and they were just sort of not producing anything. So they needed to go so that the branch could stay healthy and the fruit that would come from it would be all the, you know, the bigger, it would, it would grow healthier and faster and all those kinds of things. Nothing was hindering it. All the resource was going to the healthy branches. Well, the analogies, uh, you know, the, the connection to our personal application becomes pretty obvious. There are times when God recognizes things in our lives that he wants to begin to snip away. Things that, you know, are connected in some way and, and maybe we even kind of like those things. But God sees in our lives that we'll be even healthier and stronger and bear even greater fruit if he can have a moment to sort of just clip that away. I've often wondered if the if the vine could talk and the branches could speak, if they felt the snippers on there and just you could hear them kind of like, ow, you know, that hurts. Well, you know, they don't, and so we don't hear that. But you and I certainly complain when something gets snipped away. Um, God, that hurts. I, I, I don't want that clipped away. That's something that, you know, can't it just sort of be there and, and, and we not deal with that kind of thing? But God says, well, not really, not really. Trust me, as the master... Uh, gardener, the one who ultimately tends the field. Um, I know that this is an unhealthy thing that needs to be snipped away so that you can be healthier. Trust me, you'll be glad this is gone because the fruit in your life that you want to bear naturally will be all the more uh, fruitful. It will be all the more ready. It'll, be all, it'll grow much more healthy if we deal with this that is sort of pulling those nutrients away. Maybe there's some distraction in our lives. I'm not saying it's wrong to have hobbies or things like this, but there might be something in our lives that is beginning to sort of sap away at the, uh, at the at, at, at our attention or at our resources or how we're spending our time or, um, you know, cultivating our focus on the Lord and our walk with Him. Some things are good, some things are fine, but some things God points to and says, I want to get rid of that. Another element to that is that it's the master gardener who knows what needs to go. And sometimes He will just work out circumstances in our lives where those things fall away. Other times, he'll again begin to sort of tap us on the shoulder and say, let's, let's clip that one right now. And we may resist, but he gives us that opportunity, as Jesus said, to choose to abide, to make that choice, to do the healthier thing, to allow God that place to ultimately help us to grow healthier <clears throat> and stronger as a result of his tending to us. And so the, the real invitation is a beautiful one, one to come and to bear fruit to God's glory. And as a believer, that's something I want to do. I hope you do too. I want my life to be fruitful for his glory. I want him to see uh, my life and be able to be free to take a good look at it and to pull those things away that need to go because I want to bear fruit for him. Um, and I'm maybe not always quite so willing to let him get the clippers on those areas of my life that need to go. But after he does get to those things, I realize how much better off I am without it. Uh, it might be painful initially, but when he ultimately sees something that needs to go, it's because he, who knows all, is the one who recognizes, just like a master gardener, recognizes what happens afterward, the help that comes and flourishes as a result of dealing with those dead branches that need to go. And so this becomes important to them right there as they were going to need to rely on him in ways <clears throat> after he departs. He dies on the cross. He rises from the dead. He ascends to heaven and he sends the Holy Spirit ultimately to them uh, to help them abide, trust, walk with him, remember the things he said and so forth. 
Um, these were words that were going to be central to their continuing on uh, in the ministry that he was ultimately calling them to. And likewise, it is for us today. This is not something that was only true for them, but this is something that's essential to you and I today as well. As we go through our lives following Jesus, seeking to bear fruit, it becomes important that we abide in the vine and we give that master gardener that opportunity to tend to his garden that we might be healthy and that we might bear much fruit. Father, we just thank you for some of these simple analogies that Jesus shared, but that are so profound and so important. And we pray that we would embrace these ideas and recognizing that we are just simply the branches, but you are the master gardener. You're the one who sees how to make us healthier. You're the one that knows what needs to go and what things rob us of the ability to bear healthy fruit. So help us, uh, Father, to submit to you, to not complain or, or, or bristle or pull away when you want to clip some things away, because we know afterward we're going to be healthier for it. Father, we want to walk with Jesus. We want to bear fruit. We want our lives to be that which bring you glory. So have your way in us, Lord, and help us day after day to remember the simple truth that apart from you, we can accomplish no thing. So thank you for showing us this and help us to be, um, help us just to be willing to allow you to do what you need to do to make us be healthier and stronger and to bear much fruit for your glory. And Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.